Comic Book Savant, episode 472. Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Savant podcast. I'm your host, James Harris. This episode, we're going to be doing, I guess, a retro episode of Movie Talk. You know, normally in my Movie Talk episodes, I do reviews of current movies, but uh, it was suggested, I made a post on the Facebook group a little while ago about episodes or new types of episodes you guys would like to see me do in the new year. And I think I posted it on Instagram and other places as well. Um, and this was one of the suggested episodes. of. Uh, it was recommended that you guys wanted to hear me do reviews on like more classic movies, ones that I never really touched on and like their own singular review on the uh, podcast previously so i thought it was a really dope idea so i'm starting with the the original superman movies um starting with superman the movie and going through the original christopher reeves uh quadrilogy of movies since it was four of them um and i've been picking them up one by one and this is the first review of uh, that series that I'll be doing I'll be starting off doing these reviews going through those four movies and then I'll jump around to other things that you guys either suggest to me or that I choose or that I already have my collection that I have readily available um, before I get into the meat of this episode I want to let you guys know this episode is sponsored by Savant Society member Brittany Blockton uh, she has been a huge contributor via Patreon um, as well as a very active member on like Twitter um, in the Facebook group as well. Well, not Twitter, but Instagram. Uh, she's just, you know, just one of you listeners and I, that I consider like family members that I've met and had a chance to interact with via online. Uh, she really came into the fold about a year, a little bit over a year ago now. Um, she's been super active, super supportive, just like so many of you guys. But this episode is sponsored by her through uh, the Patreon co- uh, campaign. So I appreciate her continued support. And she's the one bringing you this episode. Um, so now getting back to the meat of the episode, this is Superman, the movie. It is directed by Richard Donner. The movie was written by uh, Mario Puzo, uh, David Newman, Leslie Newman, Robert Benton, and Thomas uh Mankiewicz. And the breakdown is as follows. An alien orphan is sent from his dying planet to Earth where he grows up and uh, up to become uh, where he grows up to become his adopted home first and greatest superhero. And if you're not familiar, if if you've never seen uh, Superman the movie, uh, this is a classic. This is one of really the original I can't say modern day, um, but relatively modern day superhero movie. Um, let me look up. I forgot to look this up. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I grew up with this. I can't remember if I saw this as a really young kid in the theater. I'm, I know I'm dating myself so bad right now. Um, let me see when this originally came out. This came out in 1978. I was born in 75. So I don't I don't think I ever saw it in theaters. I know by the time I was like of age to really remember anything, it was pretty much prominent on like TV. And I mean, gosh, I really feel old when I'm having this conversation. Like HBO was first really starting up and being a thing. This was like always on rotation, like on the holidays. You could always watch Superman on 
you know, TV. It was always, you know, played on TV as well. So, um, you know, I saw this movie quite a bit as a child. It was interesting when this whole thing was um, suggested to me in the Facebook group. Um, I was like, yo, when was the last time I actually watched Superman the movie? And I had to think about it. And it had been a long time since I had even watched this movie. So that's why it's really great when you guys interact with me and suggest things that um, it lets me revisit these old movies and at the time it was recommended i think i had it was on sale and i've been on this uh feverish fool's fool's hearty journey i guess of like getting um buying as many of uh comic book movies like i've been on this um personal crusade of picking up good bad and different i've just been picking up like if i see them on sale and i have some extra money i've been picking up these so it's kind of like i've been prepping for these retro movie talk episodes before they came up and it was suggested to me and it just like the light bulb came, came off once the suggestion was made because i had literally just bought superman the movie it was on sale i think i got it for 4.99 on itunes then i was having this conversation and then it came up and i'm like wow so it's prompted me to do it gives me an excuse to keep buying old movie comic book movies or just comic book movies in general to have a whole collection. And I've, I've literally been buying a ton um, as more and more things have been popping up on sale. I've been able to grab like this whole backlog of superhero movies, but I digress. So this came out in 78. Um, so I, I saw it a lot during my childhood, but hadn't seen it in a long time. Let me just go over some of this epic casting. We have Marlon Brando as Jor-El, Superman's father. We have Gene, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman Clark Kent. Ned, Ned Beatty as Otis. Jackie Cooper as Perry White. Mar, uh, Margaret Kidder as um, Lois Lane. Jack uh, O'Halloran as Anon. We have um, Valerie... Uh, Perrine as Eve Tessmacher, Terrence Stamp as General Zod, Mark McClure as Jimmy Olsen, Sarah Douglas as Ursa, uh, Diane Sherry Chase as uh, Lana Lang, uh, Phyllis uh, Thaxter, or Thayer, I don't know how that's pronounced, as Ma Kent, Glenn Ford as Pa Kent, and Jeff East as a young Clark Kent. So this is like a really star-studded cast. Um, you know, if you it's different cuts of the Superman, the movie, some people have seen it like at the very, very beginning of the film, you see, um, you see the trial of Zod, Ursa and Nan, which are the main villains in Superman, uh, two. So you get, they, so they actually make an appearance. That's why I included them here, even though they start, they just really, it's a, just a, uh, a scene, I guess it's like maybe five to seven minute scene at the very beginning of the movie that sets up what we'll see in the second film, far as them being the main bads and why they're the main bads. So they are listed in there. Um, it was a, some things that I did not remember about this movie and rewatching it that really um, brought some things to light for me. Um, I didn't know that I did have a reference for this uh, reverence for this movie. I always appreciated Christopher Reeves as Superman and Clark Kent, but um, I, like I really appreciate it more now than I did as a kid, I guess, because it was always in my face, especially in my early childhood. Um, you know, and I've never been a huge Superman fan. And I just thought like it was really I really thought they were corny movies. But now, like as an adult going back and watching them, it's really interesting to see how much more in my 40s that I appreciate it when I was like five, eight, ten, you know, 
Um, Because I hadn't really seen this movie in like decades, which was like crazy when I thought about it because I love movies so much. But this was just a movie I I did not revisit a lot since my childhood. Um, But it was it was a darker tone to this movie as as a kid. I thought it was corny and it was like cartoony and goofy even. I was like, it was some really dark stuff, especially with Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor, where like it's one early scene where like he kills a police officer by using a platform to protrude him out to a, and catapult him out in front of an ongoing, ongoing train. And he's killed. It happens off screen, of course, but just the tone of it, I was like, I didn't remember it as a kid, it being this dark, but it could have been a lot too based on, you know, if it was on TV they edit things for television cuts and you know i don't know like how many times i saw it on tv compared to seeing it on um like if i saw it like on hbo or something like that back when i was a kid and like i said i haven't revisited this this film this was a movie like with certain older movies i had like on vhs then had on dvd then had like on blu-ray i never remember really owning this movie ever i remember i would rent the Superman movies and watch them, but I, I never remembered owning them. So this could be like the first time that I can remember actually even owning this film. So that, that was interesting to pick that up, watching it the way it was intended, you know, non television edits, um, that this definitely had a more adult, slightly darker tone than what I am, that I remember. Um, I also thought that, um, Phyllis, uh, Thaxter, I guess, or and Glenn Ford as Ma um, and Pa Kent weren't on screen for a long time, but their performances were very impactful to the film, I felt, um, though it was a very short segment. And this film um, clocks in at, at like two hours and 23 minutes. This is a pretty long film. It doesn't seem like it, even going back watching it. Um, it didn't seem long because they covered so much ground. They, they, they covered a, the destruction of Krypton. Then they, you know, they covered him as a, uh, you know, the flashbacks of him as a baby and him being discovered, then him in high school and seeing that, then him going, going into Metropolis. They covered a lot of ground in this movie. So for, I guess as a kid, I thought they were in in the the film for a larger amount of time. They really weren't at all. Um, But it, it does stand out and it was like very impactful to the character of Superman, um, and had a bigger effect in the film than I remembered it from my childhood, which um, I could really appreciate that, you know, they got a lot out of those actors in a short amount of time and a short amount of screen time, which I really appreciate. Um, Jeffrey uh, Onsworth's cinematography was really ahead of his time and still stands up and watching this movie, especially in the earlier scenes in the film when he's in Kansas on the farm and like the, the high school scenes, the big, wide, cinematic, beautiful shots of like the, you know, the wheat fields and all that kind of, they looked so stunning. And even um, like in the middle of the movie where he journeys to like um, up in Alaska and everything, when he's uh, the crystals leading him, like those wide shots are just so very, um, stunning to look at and i was just like that was great cinematography so it made me look up so i I wanted to give the cinematographer a shout out because it was really like those scenes still hold up to this day and i have to go back now and re-watch them because since i've watched them i've upgraded finally upgraded in the office here 
And in my bedroom, we uh, we had a 4K TV in the living room, but it was like it was crazy. We had a 4K TV, 4K Apple TV, but I hated being in the living room for whatever reason. I just did not sit in the living room. I watched a couple of movies, but um, I, this movie's in 4K, and I want to go back and watch it probably again to see just to see those shots because they looked good. And for and, you know, HD, I would love to see them now. I was going through my movie collection to see because um, I just got everything um, upgraded, installed in the office. So I was just playing around to see what movies in my iTunes collections are um, uh, um, updated to 4K. And that's one of them. So I, I like just for those shots, I want to see because they were just so beautiful. Like I said, and just regular HD, I can imagine in 4K. Because the few movies I've watched in 4K, the visuals have just been outstanding. So I can't wait to um, see the updated uh, visuals. And I'll I'll comment somewhere and let you guys know if they um, how good this movie looks with that updated visuals in, in 4K later. Um, I thought, especially the Smallville um, shots in the early portion of the movie, were, like I said, were absolutely stunning. Um, oh, man. They were just so beautiful. Like, again, it's, it's weird... And it's good to do things like this. Um, and I remember early, especially when I was starting the podcast early on, I didn't go back and reread and revisit or rewatch stuff much. It was like if I read it once, I talked about it, I moved on to the next thing. It's very interesting. And maybe just because, you know, I'm 44 now that I've become very retrospective. So things like this really helps me and certain things I might have not liked that I've read or I've watched going back later now with a more mature eye, the level of appreciation I can have for things now than I did that I might have took for granted or just didn't look at it on a deeper level. Um, I do so much more now and it changes my perspective on so many things, maybe for the good, maybe for the bad. For this, I feel like it's more for the good because I have a more appreciation for this film than I ever had in my youth. Um, so I, that's really cool, I, I think. Um, also, one point I wanted to bring up uh, about a performance. I was never as a kid a fan of Margaret uh, Kidder's Lois Lane when I was younger. You know, I always thought uh, it was funny, especially the the bit they used throughout the movie that she was this like top ace reporter, but she couldn't spell to save her life, which I relate to because I suffer from dyslexia. So I have problems with, you know, writing and reading and getting my words and numbers crossed up um, and I can't spell for for anything like I love spell check I'm more technical than a writer um when it comes to stuff so I thought that was so funny because it's an aspect that's never been played up in her character that I can remember in the comics at all she was always on point with that but it was like she was the bumbling star reporter type thing it was always funny and everybody was always correcting her on you misspelled that or you use the wrong punctuation it was like but she's a reporter that's but it was such a different world, you know, then to now and when it comes to those kind of things and how the character has been portrayed over the years. Um, so it was, it was interesting in that way that I thought it the character lacked in the um, authenticity of her being an actual reporter. But one thing I, I cannot deny that I didn't notice as a kid, but I do notice now that Margot Kidder and Christopher Reed had tremendous chemistry on screen with one another, which made the Lois and Clark relationship work so well in these movies that I appreciate more now because I really disliked this smoking. Um, I didn't think Margot Kidder was, you know, um, 
really pretty, you know, as far as the standard of I thought that was pretty because I think my standard for pretty when I was a kid at that age was um, Linda Cotter and her Wonder Woman. Um, and I was like, she's not like Wonder Woman pretty, you know, um, but their chemistry, though, um, that's that to sell that that Lois and Clark relationship. I see it now and it works so well. So I don't think like they probably could have casted someone else, but she was the right casting because their chemistry was so on point. And like at the end part, when she dies and he goes back and turns back time to save her. And like when he originally finds her and she's dead in the car and he pulls her out and like his rage when he screams and he flies up in the air. Like I felt that, like I felt that love that he had for her. They sold that extremely well. Um, Wow, it's powerful. Like this movie was like definitely um like if I was ever to do I did like my top one hundred movies a couple of years ago and I broke it up into like I can't remember how many episodes. Um like this movie would rank a little bit higher now, going back revisiting it this movie and appreciating it so much more. This movie works on so many different levels. Um last but not least, I think the one thing that stands out to me more as well is just like Gene Hackman's portrayal of Lex Luthor was so much darker than I remembered from my childhood and it was quite chilling. And then it made me think about Superman Returns where it's it's really um, the, you know, uh, if you've seen the whole Donner cut of Superman 2 and then you, um, you watch Superman Returns, the Brian Singer Superman movie with Brandon Ralph, um, uh, Kevin Spacey's portrayal as, um, Gene Hackman's because it's continuing in that world just way later with different actors that um, it reinforces how closely tied it is to Gene Hackman's portrayal. And I and I remember like when I reviewed Superman Returns, when that came out, I spoke on he was trying to to um, he took Gene Hackman's portrayal and like upped it. But he really didn't. He just took it and continued it a lot because um, what I noticed in Kevin Spacey's portrayal is mimicked here it was started here so he just really continued the work that was already done because it was supposed to be that same character because it's in that same uh time frame because superman returns essentially is like picks up after the donner cut of superman 2 um and it's a spiritual successor to that movie taking out what happened in superman 3 and for the quest for peace and this kind of supposed to it's supposed to slot in kind of in that 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 space um and i was like wow it was so like again amazing and, and it shed a light on so much that um like i i missed uh so and i'll be doing a retro review on superman returns as well after i do these first four movies i'll do that as a fifth because it is spiritually tied into um these films or i'll do it after i do superman 2 since that's kind of where in the timeline it kind of uh fits or slots in i don't know if i have i picked up the donner cut of superman 2 but i don't know in that cut if it has a um the original cut because i probably need to watch both the last time i watched superman 2 is i think when the donner cut was made available like on on um netflix years ago i think it was on netflix and i like watched it um so i don't i haven't watched the original the last time i watched superman 2 was the donner cut and that's the one i bought um, so that review, I still have to figure that out. I got it on tap to do. That'll be the next retro review I'll do. 
Um, I have to figure that part out. Like I didn't know till I watched this film until like afterwards, cause I wasn't paying attention that it is an extended cut or director's kind of cut of Superman, the movie that I didn't watch. I didn't realize it till afterwards. It's, it's a little bit longer. I can't remember how many minutes longer it is. I think it's like 20 minutes. So it pushes it more closer towards like a three hour movie. Um, at some point I would watch it, but at the time I was, you know, I was watching that and I didn't want to turn around and watch it back to back. And I, I didn't get back. Uh, I just forgot to go back and watch it later. So I'll do that at some point and maybe I'll come back and do it like a short amendment kind of episode to amend like any differences that I noticed between the Superman, the movie and the directors or longer cut extended cut um, of the film. I'll do an update or if you guys want me to do an update, once I watch that, let me know and I will, I'll circle back around to it once I work through some more of these reviews for you guys and see how you respond to them. Again, though, this was suggested you might not like me doing these retro reviews. So if you don't, if you like them or you don't like them, let me know in the comment section or, you know, if you are in the Facebook group, it's um facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Savant Society. You can go there. You can request to join the group. So as soon as I see your request, I'll approve you. You can come in and you can comment or you can always email me directly. You can go to comicbooksavant.com and I have a contact uh, page link. You click that. It's a contact form. You can email me directly from the site or you can always email me directly. It's comicbooksavant at gmail.com. You can always just email me directly and, you know, with the subject line of the episode and, you know, like and say episode, um, you know, comic books about episode 472 feedback and tell me, you know, what you think. Hey, I like these retro movie reviews. I like to see more or suggest a movie you would like f to see me review. Cause like I said, I'm going to knock this series out and then I don't know what the next film or films or group of films I'll, I'll do. Um, but it'll, I'll kind of wait to kind of hear some feedback from you guys one way or another. Like after you finish with the, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, I'd like to see like, you know, Batman or what, whatever it is. Like I said, I'll, as long as I own it or I can pick it up, I'll, I'll, you know, I will take those recommendations and that will be what I'll, you know, come to figure out what the order of the next, next kind of retro uh, review uh, reviews I'm, I will do. Now, overall, looking at my score, this movie, as of the here and now revisiting the film, I, I have a five area skill that I look at and then I average everything together to come up with my overall score. The acting, I gave a 7 out of 10. I felt like the casting was an 8.5 out of 10. I feel like the direction was a 9 out of 10. The special effects was a 6.5 out of 10. And the overall story was a 7 out of 10, giving it an average overall score for me is a 7.75 out of 10, which is a fairly strong movie in my, uh, my estimation and my thought. Again, it ranks a little bit higher for me now going back revisiting the movie. Um... And, and uh, comparing it, especially to um, later, like the Man of Steel, where they did, um, you know, they mimicked kind of the structure in a way of of Superman, the movie, far as you saw the Krypton scenes, you saw um, different spots of him growing up before he went to Metropolis, uh, you know, so it, it did kind of um, mimic as an homage kind of, but they hit certain similar beats. And I love the Man of Steel. Um, so seeing those kind of things and seeing the influence that this had, this really kicked off the major motion picture superhero blockbuster film that we know today. This was like 
the the template the original template um they weren't done this this large before this point they were superhero movies done you know before you know but you you go back this is like the real first superhero blockbuster film uh so we owe a lot to what we have now to this this film and Christopher Reeves as, you know, making us believe a man could fly and rest in, rest in peace to Christopher Reeves. He was always such a phenomenal actor and just a really good humanitarian with all the different things that happened to him with him being paralyzed later in life and all those things. He just was a brilliant guy that makes me appreciate him even more because I think as a kid I took him for granted as being Superman and Clark Kent. But seeing it now, it just gives me so much like he was just so perfectly cast in that that role and no one you know i i really like um uh what's his name that plays him now um i was gonna say brandon ralph but not brandon ralph you know i'm talking about uh i'm totally blanking um i'm seeing his name henry cavill i love henry cavill as uh as uh superman and clark kent on this newer version but no one ever like he will forever be Clark Kent Superman to me is Christopher Reeve with I would say uh Henry Cavill probably in second place for me as far as playing that um I don't know what else to really say about this movie that I haven't said I you know I want to know what you guys think so definitely comment email me let me know what your thoughts are on this film have you ever seen this film if you haven't have I hopefully enticed you to want to check this film out it's definitely a movie of its time being a movie of the you know late 70s early 80s um, you know, certain things, you know, from my childhood, seeing them again, it's like, wow, like telephone booths, those don't exist anymore. They haven't for a while. So it was, it was crazy seeing like little uh, tidbits and of stuff like that. Just what the world was when I was a kid that is so drastically have changed since then. Um, but that's all I really have for you guys for this episode. As always, you can find me on social media at at comic book savant on twitter and instagram you can also find my page at facebook facebook.com forward slash comic book savant i'm also i've already told you guys about the facebook group if you like the work that i'm doing here um you want to support the content that i create you can go to patreon.com forward slash comic book savant i have a patreon campaign it's multiple tiers for as little as a dollar a month you can get access to a whole another additional uh, podcast feed. I do a, a Patreon supported um, podcast feed. So if you like what I do here and you want more of it um, and it's other bonuses and things that you get um, on the Patreon campaign, like you said, you can go to patreon.com forward slash comic book savant. You can see the tiers and see the different things that are available. Um, again, one of those things that um, the particular tier that Brit, uh, Brittany was at, it you know, she gets sponsorship credit for supporting uh, this episode, which, again, I appreciate so much help like that helps me do more dynamic things and do more of these cool episodes that you guys as listeners recommend to me to do. You know, I always want this to be a collaborative process between us both on me making fun content that I enjoy making and as well that you guys enjoy listening to and consuming. So it's a partnership here. So. Uh, you can find me there on social media and those different places. If you want to find any content surrounding comic book savants, you can always go to comicbooksavant.com. The website is the central location for everything. Um, I'm also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash comic book savant. I haven't shot any new videos yet. Um, it's been a while, but it is literally like a hundred and some odd 
videos that I've done over the past few years. They're totally different, you know, fresh content, all comic book related. And you get to see my ugly mug. So stop by there and check that out as well. Um, especially with the current times and people having a lot of free times on their hand. If you've never checked out the YouTube channel, check it out. Cause this, I have totally reviews of things I haven't covered here or on the Patreon. I try to separate it out and put content in many different places that you, you don't get redundant content for me, but you always will get comic book related content, um, at any one of the places. So definitely, uh, check those out if you have a chance. Um, that's all I have for you guys for this episode. As always, I'm your host, James Harris. This is the Comic Book Savant Podcast. Until next time, you guys stay safe out there. Please stay safe. Um, keep washing your hands. Keep social distancing. Uh, but don't become socially inactive. Keep interacting with people. Just do it safely. Um, until next time, again, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs> Thank you.